Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Truth and Hope Report. Uh, this is your host, Adam Graham, and joining me is Warner Todd Houston. Uh, Warner Todd, good to have you here tonight. How you doing? Good to hear from you. I haven't uh, spoken to you in quite a while. Oh, yeah, it has been a while. Um, I was not going to do anything else until Election Day in terms of a podcast, but the news of the past weekend was somewhat uh, irresistible, given the situation that we find ourselves in now. Um, And this starts out with the incredible news. um, Well, I don't know I'd say incredible news. I I think the clip itself of Donald Trump making these horrendous statements um, wasn't uh, surprising based on what we knew of Trump and of his character. as one of his chief endorsers um, said of him, he's a slime ball. That's uh, what Governor uh, LePage said today. Uh, but uh, the number of people, I mean, it's extraordinary. We have now a third of Republicans in the Senate. Um, and one of four um, Republican office holders overall between Senate governor and house withholding their endorsements from trump now some of these people to withdraw their endorsements or to say they were not going to vote um i I think you you could say there's some political calculation here Uh, congressman kaufman in colorado certainly uh congressman heck uh in nevada running for the senate and kelly uh ayotte um the senator from New Hampshire, who's already in a tough re-election bid. I mean, and at the same time, with uh, Paul Ryan takes a look at this and says, essentially, um, there's not a whole lot that can be done to save the presidential race, and every member of the House is going to need to do what's good for them to save their seat. And now you have Donald Trump um, uh, essentially declaring that the chains have fallen off of him, and he's free to go out and attack Republicans, which will help him beat Hillary Clinton. So, Warner Todd, what do you make of this uh, civil war? Well, it is quite a mess, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I think uh, in a lot of ways, though, um, this really is showing many of Trump's supporters in the general public exactly why they love him. Um, not because he's uh, he may uh, speak partially about women, but because he's not the favorite of the establishment. And as far as many of these voters are concerned, the reason this country is falling apart is less because of the Democrat Party being an un-American, left-wing, you know, Euro-style party, which is obvious, but more because the GOP itself, which is supposed to be the opposition party, 
has either bent over backwards to help Obama and the Democrats do what they're doing or done nothing while they were. Right. So with all these with all these establishment people uh, lining up suddenly, uh, all mad at, at Obama for talking gutter talk ten years ago, uh, to 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 many of these voters, this is exactly why they're supporting Trump because these people shouldn't be abandoning Trump when every Democrat under the sun has been caught with this kind of talk or some sort of sex escapade or something that they have never lost support on their side for. Well, I mean, yeah, if your moral standard and the moral gold standard is Bill Clinton, then, you know, absolutely. Um, You know, you need to get down in the gutter and be exactly like them. Um, That's the way you you save civilization is you just uh, see how far down you can go um, until you get to the point where, um, you know, um, whatever's going on. I, I think that, yeah, th- this makes Trump's base happy. It makes the the people who run um, uh, various news sites happy. I don't think it does a whole lot for um, the general election. It doesn't move things forward for him in terms of winning. You know, if this is the Republican primary you know, we're talking about and something outrageous comes up, it could be enough, you know. And I think it was often the case. It was enough that it pleased Trump's face to death. But in the general election, I think this is a very, uh, you know, ominous, uh, it's an ominous sign for uh, Trump. I don't think you've had this sort of division, you know, in a major party, Probably since 1860, um, uh, with the uh, Democrats, the way that that worked out. And I I think, you know, what we've seen from the polls, this has been been a problem. And there are a number of things, and it's not just, you know, political establishment people who are having a problem with this. Um, You saw... Uh, some of the major, you saw a pullback of the endorsement of Wayne uh, uh, Grungham, who had, who put out an editorial that you know everybody was sharing, telling people that the only moral choice was to vote for Trump, and then he, you get kind of, oops, I didn't know that this was exactly going on with him. So I think you, I think it's pleasing Trump's base. But that's that's not enough. You know, if Trump wants to build Trump TV after the election with Steve Bannon running it, then, yeah, this is a great move for Trump's future TV network. But in terms of winning the presidency, this isn't going to cut it. Um, and I think that the, you know, it's, I think, a very sad thing, you know, when you take a look at the aggression towards the Congress where essentially you have – people on Trump's staff actually encouraging people to not vote for Republicans in Congress, which kind of defeats the whole but the Supreme Court thing, because if you don't have a Republican Senate, you're not going to get a conservative uh, Supreme Court justice through. It just totally undermines uh, the argument, again, beyond the base for Trump's new TV network. Well, you know, on the other hand, uh, we have these same Republicans who are asking uh, for the voters to, uh, you know, to support them here in November, uh, also going around telling their constituents and friends not to vote for Trump. So, 
So, well, I mean, it's the, not, the, it's the not only is, one way. As the you, thing as you is, Warren, you've got to, you know, at some point, at some point if you're Donald Trump, don't you have to rise above something if you want to actually be a, a leader uh, in the country and actually focus on going after your opponents? Um, how is this going to get him beyond his base? That's the question. Well, first of all, you, you're, you're acting as if this whole release of the tape was his fault, or his, not his fault, but his plan, uh, it, it, and it was not. This is, of course, a coordinated attack from the left, uh, an October surprise meant to uh, muddy the waters to uh, attack Trump, um, while all these WikiLeaks things come out showing how bad the Democrats and Hillary have been. Um, so, you know, I think your characterization is a little bit skewed here. <laughs> Excuse me, I got a cold. <laughs> um, right. are, are you sure that you're, you know, up to being on a talk show? I mean, talk. <laughs> right, well, I cough all day, right? <laughs> no, I, no, go ahead, Warner Todd, I'm sorry. But, I, you know, we have we have a problem where the, the Civil War is in, inside the GOP is running far deeper than just Trump. Um, I think you know as well as I do that the entire Tea Party began back, you know, already almost going on eight or ten years ago. Right. Uh, was created because the GOP itself is a huge crashing failure, <laughs> you know. And Trump is less uh, the the uh, the catalyst of this than the system of all this. Well, I don't I, think I, there would have been a Trump president or candidacy rather if the GOP was a a solid opposition party. It is not an opposition party. It's the junior partner to the Democrat. I, I, I think I think certainly on that point you, you do have something that I, I think John Boehner is probably the worst prepared person to ever become Speaker of the House, um, at least in modern history. Uh, clearly he well, was not he ready. Was, he was great. He was great if this was 1970. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? I, I mean, I mean kind I, of normal Republican delivered. And right. I, I think that's the big thing. I think that there are two sides to this. I think, you know, first of all, there is the perspective that is just plain wrong <laughs> that a Republican House of Representatives is going to be able to fix, you know, a, uh, everything. There is no sort of reasonable expectation. But on the other hand, a lot of those unreasonable expectations were set by people like John Boehner and Paul Ryan. So a lot of this is a, a cumulation, cumulation of what has uh, gone on before. But I think that it is it's a bit it's a bit more complicated, and I think Trump's presence does muddy the, the water that, um, because I think there are a lot of people who have not been happy with everything who have gone on in Washington who are also not happy with Trump. And, right. Oh, yeah, and I'm, and I'm one of them, believe it. Uh, and, and I, I, I think, I think that this is the, the problem. I mean, essentially, this, is I think, was a, an incredibly winnable year. And one thing what we did gather from the WikiLeaks is that Hillary Clinton, uh, her people, their dream was to go up against Trump. And the uh, Republican primary electorate, they fulfilled their dream. 
it's like, you know, if we, you know, at least we should have given her a television special saying, you know, you, you know, with all the people and cultures that, you know what, we have made a fortune off of you. You have made us really rich and successful, and after all you've given to us, we want to give this to you. And, and, and you know, Ann Coulter and Sean Hannity presents them Donald Trump as her opponent, and she's just so happy. You know, at least we could get that, because this, this <laughs> is the opponent. This is the opponent that Hillary Clinton wanted. This is probably the main person who could actually lose to Hillary Clinton. Ben Carson, I think, might have managed it. Um, you know, I think it would have been hard. He would have had an uphill battle to lose this election to Hillary, but I think he could have pulled it off. But Trump, it's just been a lot easier. It's been natural losing for him, uh, you know, in this process. And, you know, I think we the last couple polls we've seen have shown him down double digits or close to double digits. And, it, you know, I, and this whole civil war, it's not helping him. You know, and I think we shouldn't make Paul Ryan out as a principled hero who saw how disgusting this was and decided to cut bait. He saw that Trump was mired, and I think their big fear is that if they drop this four weeks before the election – what have they got in store for two weeks before the election? Um, you know, I, I think Hillary has played the news cycle and played Trump brilliantly. And uh, I think that how the Civil War, of course, will continue. We get the Civil War. I think Hillary's probably headed to get the White House. Well, you may be right there. And uh, as I was saying earlier, I, I was not a fan of Trump when he was, uh, uh, you know, running for the nomination. Um, I, I said repeatedly uh, that I'd support him if, if he won, but I was hoping he wouldn't. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's just so much more going on here than just mere politics that, uh, uh, you know, it, it just boggles the mind. I mean, this highlights more than anything, any, any other race in history, how sold out the media is to the far left, um, how they are not disinterested bystanders just reporting anything. Um, it shows that the GOP itself is completely weak-willed, uh, can't stand up for its own nominee, uh, has used the, the system uh, against uh, the people of America and, uh, and their voters, and then turned around and said that uh, no one should use the system against the people and the voters. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> throughout this campaign, we had, we had people in the, Democrat, or in the Republican establishment uh, planning on using the system to to deny Trump all the votes that he was getting, uh, they ended up failing. But this is what they wanted to do, and these are the people that are claiming that that uh, that they represent the, the proper way to do things. I mean, you know, this is the kind of thing that the American people are just sick to death of. Well, I, I think you you do have a point. The left the left wing bias, I think we we can see. The big thing, of course, is that when this came out, because you really, you know, I think the media, this originated on an NBC production and, you know, involved the co-host of the Today Show who knew this um, about Donald Trump, didn't bother to share it. 
and the uh, an associate producer on The Apprentice, you know, said, hey, you know, the guy who actually produced it, season one and season two, said, hey, there's actually worse out there. And it's like, really, where were you during the primaries? Right, exactly. Um, and the fact is that what they did is they pumped $2 billion in free media into Donald Trump. And very uncritical free media for the most part. Um, didn't really cover mo- um, a lot of the other candidates very well or, or at all. And held back the most critical damaging stuff until we get into October. So I think you do see the hand of media bias there. Um, and I, I think that, you know, what we are what we are seeing here um, is, is, is part of that in part. Um, the timing that we should have been seeing this during the primary. If we had seen this, say, in July of 2015, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Um, and I think that this is, you know, that that, that is that is part of the problem. Yep, agreed. Um, now, I, I, I do want to ask you about Paul Page. Um, Paul Page says, I wonder that our Constitution is not only broken, but we need a Donald Trump to show some authoritarian power in our country. Uh, do you agree with Paul Page? I find her point to be absurd. Um, <laughs> I've written before that, uh, in my opinion, if Donald Trump does become president, he will likely become the most do-nothing president since James Buchanan, um, mostly because he has no party backing. Uh, he doesn't have any, um, any experience in, in leading you know, a government, so he doesn't have the, 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 the idea of how the legislative process and the power broking works in, in, that, in that, you know, I mean, he certainly knows how to do that in, in, in his construction business, but he doesn't know how government works, and that's a whole different world. <clears throat> so I think what would happen is we would see the, the Republican Party finally finding a president that it wanted to oppose, and <laughs> Donald Trump's ideas would uh, just generally become stillborn. He may get a few things passed here and there and a couple of his ideas into play, but in general, he's going, he will be uh, pretty much uh, a do-nothing president because he just doesn't know how to make it work, and he doesn't have the reins of power in his hand to do it despite being president. So, so you, I think, so you think way, basically he will be a do-nothing president who doesn't know what he's doing, right. um, who basically will stumble, say, you know, he won't be able to get appointees through Congress, he won't be able to get meaningful things passed. So in 2020, the Democrats will win. So in effect, a vote for Donald Trump is a vote for Elizabeth Warren. Um, is, that, is that about the size of it? I don't know about 2020. I'm not looking that far ahead. I, I, well, I mean, yeah. I'm not, no, 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 no. I mean, but this is Governor LePage. Governor LePage, who was actually Governor, uh, Mr. Trump's first gubernatorial endorsement who says that right. we need an authoritarian uh, need Donald Trump to show authoritarian power um, well, I mean, I'm whether you Donald think Trump, Trump can do it or not do you think no, we I, need I somebody to show authoritarian power over the country oh of course not of course not that, that's that's absurd uh, it would never happen our system can't can't work that way 
generally if all the parties involved are doing their job. Uh, but the problem is it certainly would never happen uh, with a Republican in that position. We've seen it with Obama, sure, but uh, we'll see it with Hillary, of course, because they have an entire party that is lockstep behind them, an entire media establishment that will allow them to do it. But there's never been a case where a Republican would have this kind of power. The, the last Republican that was able to do this kind of work was uh, Lincoln. You know, and, and there's never going to be a Republican that powerful again. So the point that a Republican can do this is absurd. Well, I think that with with Trump, that you have somebody who doesn't uh, understand or appreciate the limits of power. And there are things that can be done that are, legally I think you're correct. However, I think there are things that can be done extra legally. I don't think we need it. I think it is a definite uh, danger, uh, certainly with some of the um, various neo-Nazi uh, groups that have gotten behind Mr. Trump. And um, I, I think that this is um, – um, I, I think that this is – a very troubling aspect of his candidacy, but right now, um, probably not one we're likely to um, have realized here. Um, now, there will, there's, was an interesting um, piece out, um, and let me see, uh, uh, have you, you read by uh, and Mary Beth, uh, Glenn, um, who put out this very long 17-tweet um, tweet storm um, complaining about Republican men continuing to stand, you know, and she's a conservative activist, and she's been active in the party for years, and complaining about men continuing to stand by Trump um, that pretending that or saying that all this stuff that he said is stuff that just every man does and that it's no big deal um, and saying that essentially she's done with the Republicans um, if they can't find the courage to, to stand up to him. Um, have you read that? What are your thoughts on that? And what do you think long-term that there are going to be a lot of – do you think there are going to be uh, long-term effects and fallout um, on either side as a result of uh, Mr. Trump's uh, candidacy? Well, on a, on a moral plane, I definitely don't like um, uh, the kind of talk that Trump engaged in on that tape. Uh, I personally never do it. Anyone who knows me would, would say the same thing. They They've, no one has ever heard me speak like that. However, I have been in rooms with plenty of men who do, and they do it casually, and almost no one ever says a word about it. Um, so I, I don't know. It seems a bit hypocritical for me, uh, to me rather, to uh, get all upset about this when it happens daily, day in and day out, uh, in from the lowest rung of society to the highest. Uh, and, and I just, uh, I don't know, it's... It, I don't like it. I wish uh, he hadn't done it. But on the other hand, everybody uh, in this country has heard it, and uh, large numbers of, of men have engaged in it. So I, I just don't 
I, I don't know what to think about it, to tell you the truth. I, I can't say that it's something that must um, that must discount him for, for any high office because I have heard other people that I would otherwise respect and have voted for say such things, and it hasn't stopped me from voting for them or supporting them in my personal life. So, you know, the question becomes, are we going to hold everyone to this standard or just Donald Trump? And and that's the question I have. Well, I I think that I think that it's it's certainly you know it's certainly a question. Question. I think what stood out to many was the fact that what he was describing could, in many cases, be considered uh, sexual assault, um, where you kiss women grope women, grab women without their consent. Um, that is... And there's, there's an extremely long history of Democrats doing the same thing from Ted Kennedy and, and Jordan and, and Bill Clinton, and not one of them were ever told to step down. Not one Democrat ever said we don't want to support them. Not one person on the, uh, on the left side of the aisle ever said that uh, these these actions are something that should disqualify them. Indeed, they all said it's just sex, laughed it off, and said don't worry about it. Well, so this is but, this is this is why so many voters on the right are seen, Haven't you seen memes prior to this year talking about how it was really the Democrats who had the war on women because of Ted Kennedy, because of Bill Clinton, and that it was Republicans that stood for the dignity of women. Isn't that just kind of thrown into the dust in order to support Donald Trump? Because I know, you know, um, I mean, because I've, I've seen that, people bragging and boasting about how Republicans don't do that sort of thing, um, essentially. I mean, haven't you seen those, those uh, memes in the past? And if you see them in the future, do you, you just need to say, sorry, that's old, that's that's the old Republican Party. This is the new Republican Party where we tolerate it now. Well, first of all, I never believed all the claims that Republicans, quote, never do that kind of stuff uh, because I've known many who have. And, and, you know, and again, while I haven't participated in it, uh, it's, it's, just, it's widespread among men in general, not just Republicans and not just Democrats. You know, it's part of the human condition, unfortunately. Some men have too much testosterone running through their veins, and that's all there is to it. Now, would that we could stop everyone from acting like fools like that, and, and I would certainly love to see it happen, but I don't think we're going to expect that a political campaign or a political candidate is going to end that sort of reaction. And again, the hypocrisy on the left is, is, is just too much for many voters to even take on the matter. Uh, no matter the deeper implications about the way the Republican Party uh, has treated women uh, or hasn't treated women in the past, the fact that the, the media and Hollywood are built entirely on this kind of, you know, this kind of reaction, this kind of action against women, uh, is enough to make a large block of voters to say they don't care about this issue. Well, and you're right. I think there are certain people that do not care about the issue, and there are certainly a lot of um, this sort of simulated violence that goes on in Hollywood and certainly in the music industry. But I, I think that 
um, again, what we've been talking about is essentially Republicans kind of lowering the bar and lowering their standards and expectations. Um, and, you know, I, I think that that is going to turn off a lot of people in the long run, um, a lot of young women, a lot of millennials. Um, I, I think that for the long-term health of conservatism and of the Republican Party, that this um, is not going to be go very well. I mean, there are justifications and rationalizations, but that's pretty much what they are. Um, I think that it's a real danger um, for the long-term health. And a lot of but realize are, here, here, realize one thing of what you're saying here, okay? Mm-hmm. Realize this. What you're saying is the GOP will lose support from young people because it has allowed Trump to continue running for president despite his boorish behavior uh, 10 years ago in a private tape. So you expect them to stampede away from the GOP and into the arms of the Democrats or the far far left Green Party, despite the fact that both of those groups, the far left Green Party and the Democrats, fully support other candidates who do the exact same thing. Well, why exactly do you think uh, the Democrats would gain for the exact same thing that the Republicans are losing for? Well, I don't necessarily think that they could gain, but the fact is that somebody doesn't necessarily leave one of the parties to go somewhere. They may go nowhere. They may just stop voting um, uh, and, or uh, participating, or they may just become total, you know, wild cards that, um, you know, don't don't pay attention and get turned off. Um, I, I think that there are other ways than going directly to the Democratic Party. Because you can lose a vote without them gaining a vote. So I guess that can be a comfort that they'll just be totally turned off to our entire – that this will not just turn them off of the Republican Party, but a, off to our entire uh, political system. So that's a comfort. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's like – you. you know, I, I think I've known lots of people who have just dropped out of the process. Um, for years and for decades, and I think that is what's in danger of happening. And I think you know this this piece by this uh, Mary Beth Glenn, who's been active in a lot of things, uh, for with uh, Scott Walker uh, in Wisconsin. Um, there are a lot of people who feel very, very uh, betrayed by the Republican Party for embracing someone who they see as abusive and as um, uh, disrespectful uh, towards women. And I think in the long run, um, that is going to have some hurt. I mean, Trump has got his base, and his base is people who honestly are probably going to be dead in a few years. Um, I think that the, the future, it's, it's going to be pretty bleak as a result of some of the um, stances that the taking. Well, I guess we'll have, it'll remain to be seen because I, I can't prognosticate that myself. Um, you may be right. I'm not saying you aren't. Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know, have that much certainty that the issue is that important in the long run. Okay, so we'll go ahead and wrap up with one question, a little more, um, um, a, a little more neutral. If you had to guess 
where what do you think the uh, result of the election was going to be um, based on what you know today? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I said since the beginning that uh, I I I wish Trump would win, not because I like Trump, but because we must defeat Hillary. But uh, uh, the polling uh, pretty much says that uh, it, it, while it may be close, he will probably lose. And um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to stand here and say the polls are, must be wrong. You know, there's, there's so many people uh, on the right currently saying that there's this whole group of, you know, this whole group of, of voters that are not in the system uh, and not being polled that are going to come out in, in mass and vote for Trump. I, I don't know how they can you know, assure us of that. If it happens, boy, wouldn't that be great? We would defeat Hillary, uh, and then we would have a, a president in Trump that we could at least get a word in edgewise as conservative and get some of our ideas in play. Whereas if Hillary wins, we will be completely 100% frozen out and probably will be out in the wilderness for many decades to come because of her left-wing Supreme Court choices. So, you know, I'm hoping Trump wins, but I would not prognosticate it. I, I would not say it, it's a lock. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that the polls are, are right, and they have been the last few times. So, yeah, we go. I've, I, I think folks know in terms of um, where I stand, for, I, I, though I think I have been less obvious in my bias than Anderson Cooper. Um, but... <laughs> Um, At this point, I do see, um, regardless of what we would wish or want, I do see um, Trump losing. Um, My current electoral map, and you are a political geek when you have your own electoral map, um, is um, uh, Clinton 323 and Trump 215. But I do currently have I currently have Trump winning Ohio and Iowa, which Romney didn't, but losing North Carolina. But I may be flipping Ohio soon uh, based on some of the poll results there, but I haven't seen enough to fully convince me. Um, The Senate is looking right now much better than I would have expected. I think we're probably just going to lose two seats, maybe three. Um, But that could change um, depending with this uh, civil war. And the same thing for the House, where I think we'll probably lose 12 to 15, could go much higher um, as this uh, civil war uh, drags on. Um, But uh, I guess that is all for now. Uh, Warner Todd, thank you so much for joining uh, and for the spirited uh, conversation and debate. Happy to be on. Thanks for having me. And uh, we will be back... Uh, on election day, maybe sooner we'll see, uh, but uh, for Warner Todd Houston from Boise, Idaho, this is Adam Graham signing off. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.